shall we have a chat about meditation and mindfulness today? And I think it'd be a good chat to, for the podcast. Well, it is, you know, it's the tips and that, isn't it? How people can get more into the med- into the meditation. Uh, I'm not clued up, being in, honest, in all honesty, something I should do, really, as in what is mindfulness. So if we if we start off about the uh, the meditation, you know, because we obviously we uh, run an online course where it does involve meditating to meet your to meet your guide and meditating in general. Have you got any tips that would be of benefit to people doing the course or to listeners of the podcast, Martin? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because obviously I, I teach mindfulness and meditation to normal people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I- yeah non-spiritual shall we say and obviously there's two ways of how people experience things so often when I'm teaching let's say a a business class or uh, mindfulness or if I'm teaching them uh, simple meditation then they will have similar experiences as the spiritual people but the spiritual people will often interpret this as being spiritual and not actually the basic fundamental aspects of neuroscience and how your brain interprets things that are happening. So I think I think a good place to start would be to really explain kind of what happens when you do meditation. And and obviously we've talked about it before where you go into different beta waves and alpha waves yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So we'll not talk about that. But from an experiential point of view, that when you start to meditate, the first thing that happens is because obviously you've got your eyes closed is, and, and, and I would say that the first thing that happens is people go into that sort of awareness sensation. They're aware of their surroundings because it's going back to our origins where there might be a wolf around the corner or there might be a th- there might be some sort of threat. So, yeah. uh, so we become... Our senses don't become heightened, if I I remember correctly, but what does happen is we place more emphasis on those particular uh, senses. So our sense of smell, our hearing, our feeling. So I think, if I remember correctly, the skin is the largest organ in the body. So so if there's any movement of uh, of air or, or, or wind, we're very sensitive to that. And that's because obviously it might be somebody walking into the room. It might be movement. So straight away, you become sort of very hyper aware. That gets better the more you meditate, because if you are in a safe room or safe place that you feel comfortable, that you don't feel that there's a threat anywhere, then what will happen is you will be able to really fully relax. And and this is why some people use music, actually, is because actually it blanks out that kind of that dead, that that dead zone. Or it blanks out the noises outside, especially if you near, live near a busy road or, or farm or, or something that's going to distract you. But with uh, repeated meditation, over time, you'll just slip into meditation. And it's very hard to say that to some people because I do know people say, oh, I struggle with meditation. I can never meditate. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what I should be doing. And it, and it is very simple is meditation is essentially your battle to remove your thoughts. I've said this time and time again that you might see the most peaceful looking monk sat there, a Buddhist sat there meditating. And you'll think, look how peaceful and quiet he is. But yet in his mind, he's thinking, shall I have peas or carrots with my dinner tonight? <laughs> you know, and trying to remove that thought. It's, it's about trying to achieve quietness. And by doing that, when a thought comes into your mind, you ask it to move away and move on. And then you pull yourself back to not thinking, to relaxing, listening yeah. to your breath. 
a lot of people and, and this is where mindfulness comes in. Now, one thing that mindfulness says is that anything that does happen within your meditation is you mustn't be so judgmental. So if you have to move an arm or you break wind or you you do anything, scratch, it doesn't matter. It's it's just a, you're meditating. It's it's like moving on a thought. You scratch yourself. That's it. You know, you don't judge yourself. You don't spend the next 10 minutes saying, oh, why did I scratch myself then? Oh, I've ruined my meditation. I ruined it. I ruined it. You're not. You're still meditating. You've just got to move on from there. So, so that's essentially meditation. It's about kind of focusing yourself. You're giving your brain that little bit of time to just kind of relax and focus on, on yourself. You try to stop the thoughts coming in. And it's not about throwing the thoughts away. If you are worried about something you do have to address those thoughts but you don't do it in your meditation mm -hmm. so the best thing to do is is you need to say to yourself and make a mental note that why am i keep worried about my sister or, or i'm worried about this or i'm worried about that yeah yeah and you have to address that and that's a whole other sort of emotional intelligence yeah. point of view but is why that's affecting you but during your meditation make a mental note and say right okay this worry is constantly happening and then what you've got to do is, is kind of work your way through the meditation, do 10, 20 minutes if you can, and do it as a regular practice. It, meditation is a marathon rather than a quick race. There's no winning of meditation. <laughs> it, it's it's an ongoing practice like you oh, would. It is, definitely. The benefits of it within a space of two, two weeks, a month, it makes a real difference. It really does. It's, it's a great thing. Now, when I teach to spiritual people often they will be very highly aware of things that uh, non-spiritual people are not aware of so so a spiritual person might say that when i close my eyes and i start meditating straight away i start to see faces i see faces in the dark i can see things i, I can see almost like a vision i can see a house i can see this and, and this happens to me I, i'll often see uh, see a scene or a random image and that is just the brain ticking over, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, it is. I mean, you could probably answer it better, but as far as I know, is when you've got your eyes closed and you remove the sense of sight, your brain starts creating images. Is that correct? Well, yeah, it tries to make um, sense of what's going on, you know, your thoughts, and uh, and it's trying to make itself safe. You know, as you've mentioned earlier, the fight flight might sort of come in, you know, the hair, the the hair follicles, whatever, uh, the back of the neck type of type of thing. But the, your brain wants to make sure that it's still in charge, what's going on, and there's all these things. But images are a little bit like when you when you have dreams, you know, these things filter filter through. So I just feel it's, it it is the brain just trying to get not get not get rid of but you get thoughts that come they're visual whatever and then it's just from my point of view I would I would say you know if you get visions whatever as you mentioned earlier as well you know make a you make a note of it but otherwise just try not to focus on it keep on seeing the same images if you focus on them it makes you irritated and your brain you know your brain wave goes up but it's it's almost a case of yeah okay just try to uh, let it go and this is the difference between spiritual people and non-spiritual is that uh, when you're teaching a non-spiritual person, they will not give any importance to uh, an image or a face uh, where a spiritual person might do. Now, 
Yes, you could argue and say, well, maybe some of this is mediumistic. But generally, when you are uh, when you are meditating and you do start doing the meet your guide uh, activity that we do on our course, you must build that rapport with your spirit guide to say, once I'm fully meditated, once I'm relaxed, then can you please bring through spirit? And, and I've said this to a couple of uh, people yeah. that yeah. it's a relationship. And at first, your guide and spirit might not be aware when the best time is for you to actually be communicating. So you might hear voices, you might hear or hear or see or you know, feel things. You have to set your own boundaries. And I think you what you do have to say is is say, right, I'm ready now to communicate with spirit. And, and I think also as well is from a mental perspective, it will also stop you focusing on the fluff that the brain creates, all the all these images and, and things, and, and, and you won't place any emphasis on that. Instead, you'll concentrate on your meditation, you'll have a better meditation session, and then you will be ready to communicate with spirit and have far better, the imagery that you get from spirit in the mind's eye is far stronger than you get from the images that flash up when you are medita- meditating. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Martin. It's a feeling and emotion with them as well, isn't it? It's it's like a holographic, and because you you feel you you sense that emotion, you sense that you can feel everything. It's it's almost like life itself. But where uh, when you're meditating and you're getting images, these are just flashing images. It's just like TV, and 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 that's when you know that this is. You know, this is your mind. It's my it's my television just, you know, kind of blaring on in the background. But again, by removing that emphasis is like removing uh, your thoughts. You're saying, right, I'm not concentrating on this. I'm relaxing. I'm going to listen to my breathing. That's always a good thing. Listen to your breathing. Feel how your belly moves up and down. Feel the air in your nostrils coming in and out and just relax and just breathe. And you'll get back into it again. And you'll be meditating again. And meditation is a really good practice for mediumship because what you tend to find is, let's say you're walking around a haunted place, or you want to uh, you want to open up what you're given a message or something. Your brain goes into automatic meditation mode while you're visually awake and operating, but you yeah. can feel yourself kind of tuning a radio we've said before haven't we yeah <laughs> you're well, kind of tuning yourself aren't you you know you've uh, made a good point there it becomes an it becomes an automotive process you know where uh, one of the things about dreams and stuff is that science looks at there being a, a link between the subconscious and conscious mind and um, it's a very very thin barrier whereby you know th- thoughts messages are said one to the other you've got the the central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system, which goes into two into two separate branches, and these have have automated control. Your breathing, your blinking, you know that type of thing. So it stands to reason that there are equal parameters within the your brain that do also uh, also also give that. So when you are, as you say, walking around a haunted place, and you know you're and you're sensing things then it's almost your subconscious mind sending a signal if you if you wish or a your a letter to the conscious mind somebody here and then you just slip into that of a lower brain state comparative to the subconscious mind you know and able to work between that bridge between the two of them the bridge is the word i was trying to uh, trying to get um it just seems one balances it without having to uh, having to consciously think 
and and also as well what happens with meditation it also spreads out into your normal uh, life in that what i found with meditation is i i used to be somebody who was very very reactive and if somebody was conflicted with me i'd react straight away and i'd be straight back but yeah. what meditation's actually done is actually slowed me down and what i mean by that is if there is a conflict or if there's a question or my brain now kind of says whoa slow down before I, it kind of it puts my brain into gear before i actually you know kind of say things that i shouldn't do or it allows me to defuse the situation it buys me and i've said it it feels like it buys me a lot of time yes. and that's probably because of my how fast i i'm used to reacting but what it does is actually probably buys me nanoseconds. And during that nanoseconds, I, I've formulated how I'm going to reply. But rather than reply in a conflictive manner that has come back to me, I'll reply in a more structured view. And I'll also as well is be able to understand what that person is about. So so this isn't psychic, or, or me, but what it allows me to do is say, oh, this pain, this person's in pain. This person is upset about something how can i remedy this rather than coming back and continuing an argument how can i yeah actually supply compassion and deal with this situation and i've certainly found over this last eight years or so uh, while i've been doing mindfulness is rather than if i'm with a client and uh, in in my marketing life and if a client's showing unhappiness about certain projects or something i can deal with it far more constructively and I don't take on board their comments as being painful or a direct attack on me. I brush that off now. It, it, it's really good meditation in that respect. And the more you get into mindfulness, you can do other things like body scans. You can see, you've probably heard that emotions are often hidden away in, in the body. And, and, and it is. And, and there's, the body works in very, very unusual ways and and. It's interesting. I worked with a client, a, a lady who had a reoccurring elbow issue, a right elbow issue, and it was anxiety. Once she started doing mindfulness, she completely stopped having elbow pain. She'd been told that she'd got tennis elbow by the doctor. She's had scans. She's had everything like that, but it all dissipated. That's because often we bury our emotion into our body and it sits there and it causes us to tense and to feel anger and and that causes pain in the body so even mindfulness and meditation that it might meditation is a great way to get into the mindfulness state uh, into what you can do in, in mindfulness and cbt cognitive behavioral therapy um, but meditation is a great way for mediums to really calm themselves down once when they're ready to give a, uh, a reading a message or, or walk around in a haunted location or just to communicate with spirit it just allows you to slow down and get straight in there so this yeah. is why we're so passionate about it about general meditation and, and that's why it's a part of our course because we know it works it's about ian's exercise that he created with spirit uh, called meeting your spirit guide is such a great exercise i recommend that to everybody um, but obviously you've got to purchase the course to uh, to do the <laughs> to do that exercise yeah. and it's only 10.99 on Udemy but we just thought we'd have a chat about meditation and mindfulness if you want to 
maybe send us some questions and we're always getting questions on our forum uh, as a part of our course we do have a forum support forum where people do ask us questions we do provide a- additional activities and support then please do email us or contact us through our website we're happy to maybe do a, a mindfulness or, or meditation podcast in the future answering your questions so this has been a little bit of a short podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, but we thought we'd have a little chat about mindfulness and meditation. And thank you to all the uh, listeners for your support and your lovely feedback. Mm-hmm.